we'll make a Disney nerd out of you. The podcast where we take a deep dive into all things Disney and what they mean to us. Each week, we'll be reacquainting ourselves with a classic Disney movie and sharing all of the Disney nerd info and Easter eggs we can find with you. Thomas. John. How are you? You all I'm, right, babes? I'm good. Bloody cold, but I'm good. Isn't it what the actual oh. fuck has happened to the world? My God. Have you had your heating right. on yet? Yes, we have a couple of times. And I always yeah, did and- like a, how much is it going to cost us? And it was like, oh, it cost us one pound something last night. That's not great. Do you feel, do you feel anxious putting it on? Yeah, a little bit. Same I- here. It's so messed up, isn't it? To like give you the picture, everyone, I, I am sat in um, a t-shirt, a shirt, um, a snood, and a dressing gown. <laughs> just I just say, I fucking love a snood, though. Oh, I love snoods. So I, that's the thing. Never knock a snood. Family and friends that want to buy me anything for Christmas, I do need a couple of new snoods. You can never have too many snoods. You can never never have too many snoods. Getting a bit old now. Um, Yeah, stunning. Yeah, it's bloody cold. Um, Though I do feel very Christmassy, very exciting. Have Um, you done stuff? Yeah, we went. We yesterday we went to see the um, remastered, remastered Muppets Christmas Carol, which is fucking amazing. Um, We've how emotional did you get when it got to your bit? When it got to that bit, I was just like, like, my, uh, just, yeah, I was so excited. Just like the biggest grin on my face. And just like, this is just my childhood. It is like, I when I realised it was on the, the cinema this weekend, I was like, right, yes, I've got to go. We've got to go. Whatever happens, we're doing that this weekend. Um, and just it, for people that are listening so that they know, when we talk about Tom's bit, that's basically, there was a song that was edited out for those of you that haven't listened to maybe last year's Christmas special, which was on the Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm. Um, a song was edited out. It kind of was a bit of a weird edit. It kind of took away a lot of emotion from that certain section of the storyline and stuff like that. Tom loves that song, don't you, babes? I do. And it's back. They've put it back in, which it is, is stunning. Back. So basically, um, it was really nostalgic because my I went to see it. Literally, I went to see it on its first weekend. 30 years ago um and i was six so if you can do the math um i basically went my it was my nanny mac um basically um she used to collect like coupons from the paper like little tokens and like them up and then she used to get um used to go buy cinema tickets with them and this was one of it and she i remember it was me mum dad and my nan and i remember my nan and my dad falling asleep uh, what in muppet's christmas carol oh my Um, god how it's amazing i I love it my dad fell asleep in aladdin (laughs) just putting it out there so we went to see your dad loves to sleep he does he does love to sleep and he snores really loudly um but it was in the old aylesbury odeon which was like a proper old art deco cinema like you walked up some stairs into like like a circle area to go and watch it and it was like a proper old-fashioned almost like a theater but it's gone that 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 cinema is now gone it's all been knocked down it's bullshit isn't it It however i did see from your your facebook thanks uh that you had a rather elite showing this year we did martin and i were the only people in there it was great. I sang. I sang. 
I see, did. I actually love that. Part of me, part of me, when I saw that, was like, oh my god, that was so sad. Like, why is no one else going? It's fucking genius. Had I have known, I would have been there. But I love, 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 love because I know that various times when I've been to go and see films, like on my day off, which mm. is a Thursday where no other fuck is going to go, and I go to a really early showing, like 10.30 mm. in the morning or something, it is such a nice feeling being like, yeah, bitches, I'm this place one. is mine. Yes! It's great. It was literally, so yeah, just to have the whole cinema to myself. Um, but yeah, it was it was just incredible, because it just, like, my, my nan died um, about 17 years ago, mm. um, 16, 17 years ago, and um, it was just, it just took me back to her, and yeah. just I've watched this film every single Christmas since yeah. then. Um and just yeah, it's just been amazing. So it was so When lovely. do you normally watch it? Don't you have a specific time when you normally watch it? I watch it the first weekend of December every so year. I love that. So it really worked out, didn't it? Ah, oh, Baze, that's gorgeous. I love it. So we um, came home and then we decorated the Christmas tree in the living room, yeah. ready for Christmas. So our Christmas tree's up and have you done your Christmas shopping? God no! Have I'm you not? Teacher. I'm a teacher. I don't have time for Christmas shopping. Oh I don't God. do that don't until that very last thought, minute. I actually thought you would have done it for some reason. I was like, oh, someone have got this shit down. No. Really? God no! Wow. They okay. always leave it to the last minute. But basically, cool. just, as a teacher, it's just impossible. I mean, other teachers out there agree with me because it's like you get to December, you're like, oh my god, I've not done any Christmas shopping. Yeah. And you just go, right, I need to fit it. And where's, where's Amazon? I need to get Basically, you need to be doing your Christmas shopping in August. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I know, right? See, for me, doing doing the her, um, December, kind of end of, no- end of November and December are my busiest times yeah, yeah. Um, of the year. It's insane. You do kind of twice the amount of clients. It's one of those things you're like chasing your tail. Um, and I've had too many years where I've then got to about Christmas Eve and thought, fuck! Um, and I had to yeah, do, like, yeah. manic, like that episode of Friends when they go out to the garage and buy, like, bullshit stuff in the garage for each other and stuff like that. Yeah, didn't want to do that. So, actually, this year, I'm done. Oh, my and God. And I pretty much, I, yeah, I know. I'm Yeah, I'm basically done. I'm pretty Jesus. much wrapped up and sorted, babes. I, so, can't, I can't deal with that amount of organisation. I've got this I... weird zen-like feeling now. I have, I have a nativity to plan. I am in full <laughs> nativity mode. It's like... You're doing a proper one? Yeah, of course we are. Well, it is, uh... it's a proper one. It's the story, but it's called The Grumpy Innkeeper. And, oh, uh, that's cool. I'm down. The innkeeper is really grumpy because everyone keeps waking him up and they come knocking on the door trying to find where Jesus is. And um, yeah, it's cute. It's sweet. Uh, trying oh, like to that. sort of organise sort of 70-odd children. Yeah, it's like absolutely, (laughs) absolutely not. Give give Um, me a cast of adults of like you know twenty adults. Put them on stage. Happily do that. Sorted. Seventy odd, you know, four to seven year olds. It's like, uh... hell no. Listen, I feel like I failed you this week. I've got an admission to make because Liam and I haven't finished Andor. I know, right? So we have we have two episodes left still. And the reason being is because and all every single person that listens to this podcast knows the kind of shit that I like to watch. Okay, other than Star Wars, Disney, and whatever, they know that I like your dark shit. So mm. the reason I haven't is because this week Wednesday came out. Yeah. And I don't mean Wednesday came out as in Wednesday of the day. I mean the amazing Netflix TV series based on the Adams 
um, Adam's family character, Wednesday Adams, and I fucking lapped that so, shit. Can up. I be honest? I've watched. Yeah, go for it because it won't change my mind. I'm like, I'm liking it. I'm liking it, but Martin's had to carry on without me because he's obviously obsessed. So yeah. he's carried on, but I will watch it. I just, I don't know whether my mind is in the right place to be fully getting engrossed into anything else right at the moment. And I think... In that I case, wait. Good. I think I wait. Will. Because it's a proper little mystery, the way right. that the story goes. And I think because Liam and I could get, we did get really into it, we got really excited about it every night coming home and be like, oh my God, next episode, next episode. Um, there are only eight episodes, which is, for me... The perfect length of stuff now. Mm. We're kind of over that bullshit time when it was like 24 episodes, 26 episodes. It's yeah, like, yeah. fuck no, there's too much filler. And this didn't have the filler. It was amazing. Um, it's got a brilliant cast. They're, the characters are very different. So I love the movies and especially Adam's Family Values, which is one of my yeah. favourite ever movies. These characters that we see are not those characters, but they're not trying to be. And in fact, because again, as we know, I love a bit of research. Um they are way more similar to the original characters and how yeah. they were before they evolved. So back in the comic book days and stuff like that. Um, I fucking loved it, but it's very, very twisty turny. It is a mystery throughout and you kind of do need to pay attention because there were so many times where you're like, oh, it's you, no, it's you, no, it's you. And all the way through, we were doing that right up until the last episode. And then it's like, oh, so. So, I'm, so I am 100% sure I will love it. Yeah. I just, I just need some headspace to enjoy it i think um the other thing i haven't watched yet which i really really do want to watch and is now out and we both want to watch yeah and i'm guessing willow. you haven't watched it yet because we haven't spoken yet it's willow i started watching you watched it? episode and so i don't know if it's the same thing i think i'm just because i've read eat. some shit about this as well so tell me what you think and then i'm going to tell you what i read and see if it correlates so <clears throat> i haven't got to the point where willow appears yet um Right. My first viewing, I don't know if I care enough about these people. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I'm, yeah, I don't. I'm saving judgment. I think I'm saving yeah. Wednesday and Willow till I'm on Christmas holidays. I can sit down, have a day over the Christmas yeah. holidays where I can sit and watch it. Right. Is at the right. moment. Cool. I yeah, and it's You're also, not that. It's also the same with War of the Worlds season three. I've started. Watching I haven't even it. started it yet. I have. I've started it, but I'm just like, I don't know if I've got enough time or headspace to deal with this right yeah, now. Yeah, no, that's fine. So with no. Willow, so I I follow a a fun website, <laughs> uh, and it's called Dark Horizons. Have you heard of it? Nope. Okay, it's really cool. It's um, it's a movie website, and it just does short, little, concise to the point articles. All right. Right. And they're pretty bang on it. They're always really quick with the trailers. Like they came out pretty much straight out with the um, the first Indiana Jones 5 okay. Dial of Destiny trailer. The second that came out, that was up there and they kind of broke it down and whatever. Um, and basically they did this little interview uh, with I think the showrunner or someone. And basically he has come out and said, it is not like, or whoever was doing it, because it's whoever was doing the film. I need to get the name, but whatever. Mm. Um, whoever was doing the film. And they were saying, when we did the film, we had so much creative control and it was really organic and it just grew. And they said it was a very, very different story doing it as a TV series. And they were never, they felt that they were very much on the leash 
um and really? that, yeah yeah so they weren't allowed to just run with it they'd have these people going oh no wait no we want you to do this we want you to do this and it was a bit like oh okay so what he's basically saying is it's not the show that he wanted it to be oh mm. so let's wait and see like you say when you're in a better headspace to kind of get really focus on it and watch it Liam and I are going to get on it because um he's now been like yeah right we could we'll watch the movie first and then we'll get into it yeah, yeah. um so hey I'll report back as cool. as and when we'll see where we go well I'm gonna give Harry. it a go I'm gonna give it a go because I love the film but yes um anyway anyway so this today week, this talk week to me. so Talk about nostalgia, going back to my, literally around the same time as Muppets Christmas Carol came out. Um, we're going back to the early 90s um, and we're exploring something called the Disney Afternoon. Now, I would not be surprised that you'd never heard of the phrase Disney Afternoon mm-hmm. um, uh, because it actually wasn't called that in this country. Um, so basically, Disney Afternoon um, was a two-hour block of time um, in the US where they showed a selection of Disney animated series. Um, oh. And um, basically, it was... I mean, I'll go through what they are. So the show is one of... N- so it's one of nine um, cartoons. So it's lots and mm-hmm. lots and lots of cartoons that were put together. Um, yeah. They were included Gummy Bears, yeah, DuckTales, yeah, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, fucking love, Tailspin, yeah. Um, here we go. Hang on, Tailspin, um, Darkwing Duck, mm. Goof Troop, and she's ten, I think. Bonkers, Quack Pack, and then never heard of those two. Yeah, well, Quack Quack Pack was a later one, um, and Aladdin, and also Tim, Timon and Pumbaa. So Quack Pack, Aladdin, Timon and Pumbaa were later additions Mm. and replacements. And also Bonkers was as well. Um, So basically, the original ones were Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin and Darkwing Duck. And sort of a little bit later, Goof Troop. Um, They were the the original ones that were pulled together to make Disney Afternoon. Um, So it started in 1990. um, Yeah. Dark, uh, DuckTales and um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Gummy Bears had actually... Gummy Bears actually started in 1985. Yeah. Um, and so at the same time as DuckTales. And then um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers in, started in 89. So mm. they'd already come out before Disney Afternoon came See, out. Gummy Bears for me was... That was my childhood. Yeah. That was my... I was what? So what was that? 85? 85, so yeah. Eight. Yeah, so yeah. perfect age for it. Yeah, stunning. So... Um, I loved it. Theme tune. Oh, so good. I'm going to get on to the <laughs> um, So, um, yeah, so the Disney Afternoon, um, it's like 1990 in um, US, but when it was um, syndicated to across the world, um, the Disney Afternoon, it wasn't on in the afternoon in many other countries, so they couldn't call it okay. the afternoon. Um, but in the UK, it okay. was called the Disney Club. Um, oh, okay, right. But not so- the same as the mickey mouse club this was just the disney no it was called the disney and i remember it like really really well it was like almost like and it was it was it in the uk disney club sort of started around the same time that momentum was building up around disneyland paris Um, yeah so i remember the studio um there 
the presenters were John Eccleston, Richard Orford, and Paul Hendy. Now, I okay. uh, you probably don't remember Paul Hendy by name, but if you look at him by picture, if you saw his face, you'd be like, oh, I know him. He no, did, I do. He did stuff I like Wheel of do. Fortune and stuff like that yeah. when we were younger. Um, so, yeah, Paul Hendy, um, I sort of knew of him, not just because of the TV programme, but because he lived in the same village uh, as part of Telford as my nan. So he lived right, amazing. in this place called, it's like Dorley and Horsey, and he lived on the pond around Horsey. Um, and I could always remember walking past my uncle going, that's where Paul Hendy lives. And I'd be like, oh, that's amazing. He does Disney Club. <laughs> like, but anyway, so... um yeah, so it was a it was a, a, a collection of the, these cartoons all put on on a Sunday morning in the UK. And yeah. um, Paul Hendy, I remember he was the like the main main presenter. Um, and I can remember the the um, actual like set was it was it's like you when you walk into Fantasyland in Disneyland Paris, it was set up like that. And um, so it's yeah. sort of, in the UK, it became. Um, almost like an advert for Disneyland Paris. Um, mm. And quite often there would be sort of um, cutaways to Disneyland Paris and it, it just became a massive Disney advert, basically. Um, yeah. It was on ITV. Um, but the whole, whole history of Disney Club actually is really interesting because um, I well, it lasted up until I think it was about 97. Um, and later mm. presenters were Philippa Forrester, yeah, um, who did tomorrow tomorrow's world, yeah. um, and also it was he was late. They were later joined by Craig Doyle. Do you remember the presenter Craig Doyle that did? I'm presuming um, Irish. Yes, he was Irish. Beautiful man. Actually, was a real beautiful man. And let's go um, a little Google. Hang on. And he he actually did. Um, uh, he was on Wish You Were Here. Do you remember that holiday program? Wish You I Were Here. I love a bit of that. Yeah, wish you were here. And there was. Oh, hello, uh, Craig Doyle. He looks nice with a beard. Just yeah. So. See what I mean? See what I yes, mean? Yes, I do. Thank so, you very much. He's 51 years old. 51 babe. years old now. Yes. Uh, and Paul Hendy's still knocking about. Paul Hendy is a, um, a massive pantomime producer now um, and is producing pantomimes all over the UK. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Um, but anyway, so they carried on. And then la- a later. Um, was um, oh my god, Fern Fern Cotton. So later, late like one of the last presenters was Fern Cotton. And oh my then, god, that must be yeah. well early on in her career. So really early on, she was like a teenager. Um, mm. And then, if you, I don't know if you remember, I think you would have been nannying at the time. So like yeah. Monday morning ITV, we had there. She there. She was a big sort of morning presenter for kids programs. Yeah, yeah. So she was, you had Disney Club, and then she carried on and um, carried on presenting like the like evolved version of it, which was Dig It. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was, that was like... So um, hang on, when was this? This was like 97, 98. Oh my God, you know why I know this? Why do you... Because that was part, that was part of my hangover viewing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. I, mean, I can't say that. I was 13. But you know... Um... I was not. I was hanging. But yeah, Dig If it, I was awake. Dig It yeah. was like proper Sunday morning, like viewing. Um, 
It was great. I loved it. It was like a proper um, Disney sort of franchise and had lots of the late 90s cartoons and very often had reruns of like the Aladdin series, the Little Mermaid series, the Timon. Oh, Mother fucking series. awesome. So, yeah. Um, so the first, um, the first cartoon to the, I, I'm sort of going to do this in order from the years that it came out. So DuckTales yeah. started yeah. in 1985. Um, fucking amazing theme tune. Like, yeah. I have an earworm. You cannot get out of your head. So, so is Gummy Bears. We've been listening to Gummy Bears. So no, actually no, I like DuckTales wasn't. Gummy Bears was the first one. I'll start with gummy bears. Um, but right. gummy bears is also a massive earworm because we've been sat. <laughs> we watched an episode earlier, and we were sat at the di- the, the dining room table, and um, both of us, when we finished watching it, we were both working and were both whistling and humming it. You can't not. You can't. You've just been bouncing can't. here and there and everywhere. Babe. I know. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So gummy bears was um, a huge a huge cartoon and was really, really, really important in the development of um, Disney's animated TV series. Series. If we hadn't had Gummy Bears, we wouldn't have had anything else. Um, right. So um I'll give you a little brief. So it's an American animated television series that aired in the United States in the mid 80s um, through to the early 90s. Um, it was the first animated production by Walt Disney Animation Television. So it was a like um, an offshoot from the animation studios, um, yeah. and loosely inspired by gummy bear candies. Um, it's nuts, isn't it? It is because nuts. also when I look at it now, I feel like it's really far removed from it the really, style that Disney was more, doing then. More, it was more like Black Cauldron <laughs> than anything yeah. else that they were doing. It's so right. bizarre, isn't it? So and that, um, that didn't do well as we all know. Christ, yeah, it's just me. But um, so Disney CEO Michael Eisner was yeah. struck with inspiration for the show when his son requested the candies one day and was like, "Oh, gummy bears! I could do a TV program about this. I can make a fuck ton of money out of that." Yeah, well exactly. Um, so it focuses on um the gummy bears themselves, um, who are yeah. bears who are the last remnants of a once great civilization, is what I found, of gummy bears. Um, they f- had to fled, flee their land because of humans. Um, yeah. And um, the humans were very jealous of their magical skills and obviously their gummy berry juice. Yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Who doesn't have a bit of that? Exactly. Um, so um, the gummy berry juice... I thought I was going to start there because it's such an important part of the TV series. Gummy <laughs> <laughs> Bear Juice is a concoction uh, formulated using gummy berries um, from the Gummy Glen Gummy Bears, um, with, the, with the recipe being held by women such as Grammy Gummy. So it's like a proper sort Love of this. motherly, homely recipe. Um, the juice is produced by adding six handfuls of red berries, then four orange ones, three purple. Four blue, three green, and one yellow berry. Of course. Of course. Um, and then on, among other undisclosed ingredients, which are secret. Um, All right. Then it has the three-step stir. So first, stir slow to the right, then slow to the left, then bang the pot to get out the bubbles. Um, the juice, when consumed, has varied effects depending on the species or race that consumes the juice. So for gummy bears, they can bounce incredibly high. 
that's yeah. like what it gives them um, for a limited amount of time. Um, ogres and humans both gain super strength, hence why the gummy bears have all disappeared because the humans basically hunted them. Got them and done them in. Basically. Um, yeah. They want their gummy bear juice. Um, so they, um, they gain super strength for a similar amount of time. Um, so yeah, gummy berry juice. I would love a bit. Of, what would you do with gummy berry juice? I mean, I'm bouncy enough as it is, to be honest. So kind of <laughs> chill out. Exactly. Um, I just, yeah, it's it's such an important part of the TV series, and it's it's the whole the whole world that these gummy bears live in. It's so intricate mm. that actually, obviously, the we the, the episode that I asked you, the first episode of the series. Um, mm. you, um, it was the um, basically the it, it's setting up this whole premise of the fact that you know gummy bears have not been seen for thousands of hundreds of thousands of years and yeah humans and and it has sort of almost like this kind of like eco warrior kind of feel about it, but also um, that lots of the characters I felt as I said earlier on are so rep- reminiscent of Black Cauldron, like the print, the princess yeah. and the page and all of that kind of thing. Um, so character-wise, the bears were called Gruffy, Zoomy, Grammy, Tummy, Sunny, Tubby, yeah. and Gusto. Just to get rid of the ummy bit, they just called the last one Gusto, or Augustus. Uh. Um, and then you had... Cam- which was, which was uh, the one with the hat? with the um i think hang on i've got this written down i think it is i've got it from the um people playing the cast uh it was zoomy so you mean the, that was zoomy. the, pur- the purple hat the purple no, no 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 the little one the little one with the oh, hat the, the, feather. the little one the little one the little one the little one so the little one you've got was that um, sunny i think it's sunny I think it's sunny. I will double check that. We'll put it on the Instagram, but I'm pretty sure it's sunny. That was my favourite. Was it? Just so you know. Yeah, was I just it? literally just looked up a picture of it now. I was like, oh my God, I remember it. it was that one. Oh. Yeah. So, um. It's Tiny John back in the, the day. Basically, this show was more successful in the UK than it was in the US. And I didn't know this cool. until I did my research. So basically, this show was so successful in the UK. When they re-released, you know, they were doing the After Seven Years, let's re-release a Disney film. They re-released yeah. it. And at the cinemas, they actually added um, the first the first episode, which we watched, A New Beginning, um, really? as the precursor to the film. So you watched oh, that cute. episode of Gummy Bears. Um, and it was just because it was so huge in the UK and it just, and just furthered that um premise in this country um the um the character the cast so um there's a couple of um I, what i found from looking at lots of the disney afternoon cartoons is there's lots of the same voice artists playing yeah. similar roles throughout all of the cartoons um a big one is obviously jim cummings um, yeah so jo- june Low. So June Foray um, was Grammy Gummy, and she um, voiced Daisy Duck. Mm-hmm. But she also um, voiced Grandmother Far in Mulan. Hi, cute. So yeah. if you listen to it, you can really, really hear that. Um, you had 
Christian Jacobs as Kevin, Katie Lee as Sunny Gummy, um, Lorenzo Music as Tummy Gummy, um, Noel North as Cubby Gummy Prin- and Princess Calla, um, Will Ryan as Unwin and the Ogres, Michael Rye as Duke Igthorn and King Gregor, Bill Scott as Gruffy Gummy, Gruffy Gummy, Toad Wart and Sir Tuxford. And then the one that I found really amazing, and you can really hear it in his voice, Paul yeah. Mitchell, oh, as Zumi Gummy, so like the, 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 the really wise one, he was yeah. Tigger. So he yes, oh, fuck, it makes Tigger. sense. Yeah. 1968, he was the yeah. original Tigger, 1968 to 1999. So 31 years, he was the voice of Tigger. Um. And he also, really controversially, was Shun Gon, the um, Siamese cat in Aristocats. Yeah, awkward. <laughs> the bit that they have to put the disclaimer for at the beginning of yeah. that. Yeah. Different times. Different um, times. He was also Boomer, the woodpecker in Fox and the Hound as well. Oh, cute. So he's, even though this is an animated TV series, like the caliber of voice artists that they were getting in to do yeah. voices is huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, really, really amazing, really good work. So basically the whole premise of it, you've got like your antagonists, you've got, um, the, the Duke Igthorn, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, uh, Duke Igthorn, who's desperate for the juice, trying to raid the castle, etc. Um, Mm. but it was one that I, I remember as a child, but. I came to watch it as an adult and was like, I was so excited that they finally put it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Was, oh, <laughs> this was no, not no, as no. good as I remember it. Um, so, I did, because as we know, you gave me some episodes yeah. to watch of various things. There may have been a couple of moments that I had like that as well. I'm not going to yeah. We'll talk about that later as it, yeah, as yeah. it comes up. So, I, it's one of the ones with the Disney I've seen that I was like, yeah, I. I can see I, me liking this as a child, but as an adult, I, I cannot sit and watch the whole season. I think yeah. brain will lose power watching this. Um, yeah. But yes, so then um, alongside Gummy Bears, we had DuckTales. Yeah. Out. So DuckTales was probably the the most famous, other than Gummy Bears, and the, the most, sort of the biggest, because it spawned um, spin-offs and stuff. Yeah. Um, it was huge. Um, and has, other than Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, has the best theme tune. Um, so, um, I fucking love Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. I, I can't it. even tell you. That was such a good one when I did my rewatch. I was like, so yes! Good. So good. Such a good really episode you recommended as well. So, um, DuckTales follows, um, the show follows the adventures of Scrooge McDuck, Huey, Dewey and Louie, um, as they travel through the world or solving everyday chaos, basically. Yeah. Um, the um, the nephews who were originally living with their uncle Donald um, are left in Scrooge's care when the former when Donald joins the navy. Yeah, it's a really weird one. Donald, he just decided to join the navy. So, but then let's face it, he's dressed as a sailor back in the day anyway. True, so it's like true. fair, I guess that's where they got that from. So and then Scrooge ha- hires caretaker Mrs. Beakley, um, who a lot. brings along her granddaughter Webby Vanderquack. Um, who I also loved. Great character. Great, great character. Um, and then um, basically he has lots and lots and lots of foes. 
Um, so I couldn't go into all of them, but I'm going to sort of talk about mm. two of them. Um, so the there was the Beagle Boys, who were their um, sort of uh, sidekicks for quite a cut for a couple of the villains. One of them was the amazing Magica Dispel. Yes. Oh my God! Right. Little side note: I'm the generation that had the Sega Mega Drive. All right, yeah. that's that was that was my thing, um, and I fucking loved it. And I had the Ducktales game for that. Mm. Okay, and Magicka Dispel was one of the one of the end of level bosses, and she was a shit to defeat. Really, really fucking difficult. Really fucking difficult because she's magic, so she fucking disappear and shit like that. Just we were about to get her. So yeah. That did trick me a little bit. Um, but also, I loved that game. Like, it's such a good game. In fact, I might even still have it. No so there is, there is, there was actually quite a few um, games console games that came out for Disney Afternoon. So Tailspin mm-hmm. had a game. DuckTales had a game. Chippendale Rescue Rangers had a game. Yeah, It's like the, it just cashed in. It, they all came out at the right time when the Sega Mega Drive, Mega Drive came out and also the Game yeah. Boy. So but it, it was, But they're so easy to kind of transfer from cartoon over into game. Yeah. Because back in the day the gaming situation was not like it is now. It wasn't RPGs. It wasn't kind of like, you know, sandbox games and all that kind of stuff. It was platform games. Yeah. And so to have cartoon characters that were 2D and they were just jumping over shit and jumping off platforms, stunning, super, super easy to kind of transfer over, but so addictive. So her her hatred for um, Scrooge McDuck, um, who is a complete bastard. Let's be yeah. honest. Like he's yeah. in, he's in like he's the guardian of these three children, but he is yeah. just so irresponsible. It's unbelievable. But after Scrooge came to her village, so she's an Italian sorceress, which is fabulous, fucking amazing. Absolutely. So after Scrooge came to her village, um, he angered Magica and caused her to accidentally turn Poe, her psychic, into a raven. Um the lacking the knowledge to turn Poe back, she begged Scrooge to help her, but he refused, leading Poe flying away. Um, and Magica attempted to find her brother, oh, it was her brother, sorry, um, but was unable to and causes her hatred against Scrooge. And then, yeah, so... I mean, she's, she's a fabulous character. She's amazing. I've got... She's, I've got a pin. I've got a couple of Magica Dispel pins. Yeah! Oh, my God, so I amazing. So, Do you so, know what I'd forgotten, though? is how fucking irritating Huey, Dewey and Louie were. Oh, so this yes. was my little bugbear with this. Doing the rewatch, I actually struggled a bit because I thought, I don't know how much of this I could watch. Because back in the day, yeah, loved it, it was great. Now, as an adult, it's like, fucking shut up. Yeah, 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 they are really annoying. They are very annoying. I didn't realise, though, that Magica Dispel, her character actually has origins in 1961. Really? Yeah. So, this, in my research, there is, like, a whole duck family tree yeah so she's obviously not a member of the duck family but these the whole like disney's exploration into donald duck's family um is huge and i'm gonna sort of go because there's also another um there's a couple other sort of characters that pop up here and there um i we will pop a picture of the family tree up on the insta um But it is bonkers. It is huge. If I just show you, like, oh no, you can't see the screen. That's the I can't one. see that at all, basically. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? Like, have a look. I can Google it right now. But it's huge. So um, at the top is obviously Huey, Dewey, and Louis because they're the youngest. 
um and they they have some like mystery duck dad their mother is della duck don't know <laughs> their mother is della duck he has this yeah. beautiful blonde hair um yeah. sister of donald duck um their parents were quackmore duck and hortense mcduck and Hortense McDuck's brother is Scrooge McDuck, um, and she had another had another sister called Matilda McDuck, um, and it just literally goes on and on. But they had to create this family tree because these ducks just appear like it's in so many of the Donald Duck cartoons. Some in the family tree now. There are how many generations? One, two, three, four, five, six. It covers seven generations. Yeah. So it's it. His two families are the Clan McDuck and the Kootkin. Um, yeah. It's just bonkers. Absolutely. Someone bonkers. married a goose at one point, by the way. Yeah. Just so you know, that's exciting. It's just it. It is crazy, and like you know, there's friends of the family in there as well um but huh. this is this whole thing is like the to the expanse of the duck universe is huge mm. so from duck tales um the duck duck tales is set in the city of duckburg and um also set in the city of duckburg is um darkwing duck yeah and also um the cartoon quack pack which is basically the Huey, Louie, and Dewey go back to live with Donald. Basically, like after okay. Ducktales, and then I it did one season. I've watched a couple of episodes. I do remember it just about, but it wasn't great. It wasn't great. So when was that out? That was um, Quack Pack was a late. Was that straight one. after? Yeah, I think it was. No, it was like early nineties, sort of early to mid nineties. So it was around the same time as sort of Goof. It trip. looks. It. I've just looked at the um, the advertising for it. It is on Disney Plus. It is on Disney. Ah, okay, cool. So, have a look. Um, so obviously that um, leads me, segues me into my next one. So um, Darkwing Duck, which also has a fucking phenomenal theme tune. Like I will talk about sort of the Disney afternoon songs in a minute. But um, so lots and lots and lots and lots of crossovers from DuckTales. The, yeah. Most importantly, Darkwing's assistant is Launchpad from DuckTales. Yeah. Um, oh, before we go, move on. The reason why I asked, showed you to ask you to watch that episode of DuckTales, which is season yeah. two, episode one, is because of the cave duck. So, yeah, I had when I was younger. I had um, it, I'm, I think it must have been a DuckTales McDonald's thing, like a little standard happy meal. And, and I think I had the little cave duck as a toy. So I just was like going through. I was like, I've got to find an episode that has something to do. With <laughs> I just love him. <gasps> the cutest dog in the world. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so yeah, so there was a crossover um, into Dark, um, Darkwing Duck. Um, hasn't really been available in this country since its first released, and it's only recently sort of come back about. Annoyingly, mm. the first two episodes aren't on Disney Plus. So the episode that you watched isn't the first episode. Oh, really? That's annoying. So it was almost like the first two episodes were like a pilot and then they brought out that episode that I asked you to watch. It is bound to be on YouTube somewhere. 
I've looked. I can't find it. Is it really not? No. So I'm going to look in places that we shouldn't look and see if we can find it there. Just saying. So it was um, the, so basically the, um, the premise of the episode I asked you to watch, I'm just trying to remind you. Yeah. Called, what was it called? It was called, um, la la la. Um, It was something to do with, hang on, bear with, bear with. Um, I didn't write this down, Darkwing Duck. There it is. There he is. Also, just got to say, the artwork, the actual, um, the logos for all of these cartoons. Daily Motion, babes. Daily Motion. There we go. Oh, no, you no, can no. get it from there. You can, can you? get it from Daily Motion. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah I'll send you the um, link. Beauty and the Beat, um, which was quite significant because Beauty and the Beast was out around the same time as this cartoon. Yeah. Um, My favourite. Basically, um, the... The whole premise of this episode is like Reginald Bushroot, a plant scientist, only wants to make the world a better place to live, but his colleagues mock his passion for plants. When he subjects himself to his own experiments, he becomes um, a half plant, half duck mutant, um, and now decides to get even with his tormentors. Um, I love this episode. Literally, I only love this episode because I love the brain of the person that wrote it. I know, seriously. Um, uh, well, I'm going to talk a sort of about generally about 90s cartoons in a minute, but I loved this episode because you got Little Shop of Horrors references left, right, and yeah. centre. Um, That's one of my favourite musicals. I know exactly, exactly. Like, oh my god, it's wonderful. But also, you've got this. I can't remember her name. It's like, um, oh, it was really funny. I can't remember what now. I'll have a look in a second. But you got this like proper sexy scientist duck that's like. <laughs> It was so, so funny. So, so funny. But basically, also, I just pressed the episode. Um, Basically, the... Yeah, this whole premise of this episode was um, something that I remember really, really well because I had this one recorded off the Disney Channel when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, Darkwing Duck actually wasn't one that I particularly watched over and over again. Right. I probably did watch every episode as a child because I watched Disney Club religiously every single week. Um, but yeah, just um, I wanted you to watch it because it's, it's it gives sort of a good sense of who Darkwing Duck is. Um, yeah. The thing that I felt that it was almost like Disney's sort of answer to um, the whole thing that was sort of going on with Batman and those kind of like cartoons of the time. Yeah. For sure. Disney was sort of trying to sort of edge into that market a little bit. But as a character, he's almost like, the best way I can describe him, he's like um, a mixture of the mask. Yeah. Zorro, randomly, and obviously Batman. I get the Zorro thing, yeah, for sure. Like, it was just like, it's a weird sort of character development. Um, I I missed it first time around completely because that was just out of when I would have been looking at that kind of shit. Yeah, 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 I would have been a totally wrong age for that completely. Um, but looking at it now, I totally get it. I think it's great, actually. So basically... I like the look of it. I like the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're now talking about Tigger and Gummy Bears. Mm. Um, the the main... His Darkwing Duck, um, or as he is um, actually called... Um, hang on a second. It was, um, oh, is it Drake Mallard? Is his name? 
I think. Yes, so, I'm yeah. sure it was because that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that rings a bell. Yeah, basically, he um, he was voiced by Jim Cummings, and Jim Cummings is a huge voice artist. Um, and with Disney, was most famous for um, giving the voice of Winnie the Pooh since 1988, yeah. and also Tigger since 1989. Nice. Um, something that I love is the fact that he is also the voice of Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, I know, right? I fucking love that one. So good. So, so good. Um, and um, he also appeared in so many other of the um, sort of Disney animation cartoons that sort of di- appeared from Disney Afternoon. So um, he was um, Fat Cat and Montreux Jack in Jack um, mm-hmm. Rescue Rangers. Um, and a cartoon that I'd completely and utterly forgotten about until I started doing the research for this. Um, mm-hmm. It was a cartoon that happened in the late 90s called Jungle Cubs. And it was- yes, and I fucking loved Jungle Cubs. So that was when oh, I, was, good. I was nannying at this point. And I remember buying it on VHS and being glued to it. And the kids were like, meh. And I was like, shh, I'm watching. It's so good. It's- awesome isn't he it? was car in jungle cubs and it was like all of the jungle book characters it was a pre- as, kids. as kids yeah i loved it and it was so fucking good though wasn't it, it was um good. yeah with jungle cubs like is that is that on disney plus no, i don't think it not. is no it's not because i've never seen it they need to be tapping I, into so many the, um, of these yeah there's there's not so stuff, but then they do change their shit up don't they so i'm hoping that that kind of stuff is going to happen yeah yeah so at some point because it's late literally the next series next episode we are introduced to um or the beforehand as well the goslin mallard uh, Mallard is Mm. um, his adoptive daughter um, and is quite throughout the series and they have the their neighbors the muddlefoots um which sort of tie in um, a little bit into the duck family tree as well um Mm. the the frustrating bit obviously is the fact that we don't on Disney nowadays, we don't get to see that first episode. But now you've found out Daily Motion, I will give it yeah. a watch. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I'll watch it now as well. Definitely. Because it is like we're coming into a series sort of halfway through, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, Darkwing Duck, it wasn't one that particularly out of all of them that that grabbed me. But the one that did grab me and the one yeah. that even now I bloody love and could sit and watch it on repeat all the time with Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I know. I fucking love it. And when I watched the episode that you told me to watch, I'd forgotten how good it was. And I lapped that shit up. And this comes off the back of me, of course, on my journey back from um, Lanza Grotz, uh, watching the movie, which is fucking genius. And you know what I really loved about that is that that film really does just carry on. So for me... And for you, being younger when that was on, to now watch the movie as adults, it's incredible. It taps into that shit, doesn't it? It's so, so good. It's Chip so and Dale Rescue Rangers, like I, that that episode that I showed you, the the reason why I asked you to watch it, and I'm going to get the name for it. Sorry, got got names and stuff from two different places. Basically, I um had a video of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Um, I yeah, the videos of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, and um. I, it was literally, the, one of the episodes, one of the tapes was the first five episodes and then it was like the next five episodes. So yeah. I, well, I literally, when I watched the first five episodes on Disney+, Plus, it's such 
a nostalgic trip for me because I watched that video so many times to the point that my parents were fed up. And I could, to the point, I remember as a child, I knew exactly what was going to happen, but I bloody loved watching it. Um, it was out to, out to launch and it probably was yes. my favourite episode when they get accidentally get launched into space. And, and you also people. know from the second it fucking starts what's going to happen, but it doesn't matter. I know, but it was like, as a cartoon, like, I mean, Disney bloody love uh, a mouse. We know this, yes. you know, it's, it goes far from Mickey Mouse. It goes on to, we've talked about this in the past, that we've had res- the um, uh, the rescuers and the mice, yeah. we've had Bowser the Great Mouse Detective. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, they the original premise for this cartoon is not what we got in the end. Um, right. So basically, um, the I've got a picture of this, um, which I'll send to you. Um, I think I already sent it to you earlier. Um, so when Tadstone, yes, you did. Yeah, when Tadstone yes, came up with the idea of rescue range of, a, of the Rescue Rangers series, because that's what it was called. It wasn't called Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers; it was just called Rescue Rangers. Chip yeah. and Dale were not part of the show. In the original idea, the show would centre around a team of animals, which included a chameleon, um, an earlier draft of Gadget and Monterey Jack, yeah. um, with a different name, and the main character though, was an Indiana Jones-type mouse called Kit Colby. So, just amazing, because actually, like, Disney... I'm kind of down with that. Yeah, me too. So, obviously, we Kit still Colby have sounds that a bit sexy. Because, like, Chip was in the, the Indiana Jones sort of outfit. And I'll mm. explain to you, I'll explain in a minute why that's important. Um, but basically, yeah, it's just... It would have been really interesting to them, but I think they would just... I think Michael Eisner was just like, actually, no, we... Chip and Dale have never had a series. It was the first time that Chip and Dale had actually had a mm. series of cartoons that were just based around them. So in the past, Chip and Dale always existed with Pluto or Mickey or yeah. Donald. Like an, yeah, yeah, yeah. And their premise as characters within the Disney franchise was annoying other Disney characters. Basically. Absolutely. They were kind of like little peripheral characters. Yeah. So, um, the, um, the premise of the cartoon. So, Chip and Dale, two chipmunks with uh, a noses for trouble, start a detective agency, the Rescue Rangers, along with their new friends Gadget, Monterey Jack, and Zipper. Um, the pirates of detectives deal with crimes that are often too small for the human police to handle, usually with other animals as their clients. Um, and the gang frequently find themselves going up against two particular arch villains, mafia type style tabby cat, fat cat, um, and mad scientist Norton Nimnal. Um, and the rescue, and I love this, the rescuer, re- rescue rangers motto is to watch out for everyone. And whenever anyone is in trouble, they're on the case. <laughs> that is it. amazing. Um, so obviously- what was the little fly called? Zipper. Zipper. Right. So one of the things, little sidebar, one of the things that I loved from the movie was that they addressed that whole thing with Gadget and Zipper. <laughs> What's this thing? So <laughs> weird. Fuck. So what is what animal is Gadget? So Gadget is a mouse. Gadget's a mouse and Zipper is a fly. And they get it on. 
and they have fly and, fly mouse and children. Yeah, but it's the kind of thing that, that obviously when you look at the cartoon and you think, how the fuck does that work? What would that give birth to? You find out in the movie. There we go. They just like these little like mice fly children. And they have fucking just... hundreds of them as well. It's yeah. brilliant. So um as an adult, I look at this cartoon now and I'm like, actually, do you know what? Um how amazing that in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, a cartoon really centred on, I know you've got Chip and Dale, but it centred on having a female mouse, yeah. a female character that was so independent and didn't need yeah. Chip and Dale to rescue her. Absolutely, 100%. And one of the main themes all the way through, and especially in this episode, is that they keep on trying to hit on her and she just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like, she's yeah. just like... I'm just, you know, I'm a mechanic. I don't need you two to, like, fix my plane. You, I'll just do it. You just bugger off and be, go somewhere else and get into trouble. I'll do, do your shit. I'll do all the fixing. Just amazing. Um, yeah, so um, I, as I said, I loved this cartoon so much and watched it to death as a child. Um, and it's... The, the the theme tune, uh, some of the other theme tunes that you, when I've watched from Disney Afternoon, I've got, okay, okay, actually I've got to remember actually what they are, but this one has been like an earworm in my head my whole life. And I've just, I've never... Yeah, everyone knows it as well. Yeah. And like was, if they I, don't remember anything about the cartoon, they will know the theme tune. Yeah. So I have like, um, it was it was originally called, uh, recorded by The Jets. Um, which was yeah, a group. they did a song called Crush on You. I remember they? they were basically uh, kids, really. Yeah, so yeah. um, it was released around the same time as the release of the cartoon. Um, and um, on uh, on Spotify, you can download the Disney Afternoon album. So, <laughs> really, yes, you can. Shit, I'm gonna do that. So you can download it and it has every single theme tune from every single cartoon. And then obviously... It will never leave your fucking head no. But then literally also from that, there has been so many covers of these tracks like DuckTales. There's like a proper yeah. sort of indie like... DuckTales. Oh, I've seen some proper punk shit of that as well. Yes. Definitely of the yeah, DuckTales yeah, yeah. theme tune. Love it. So good. And and obviously same with Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Um, hey, but... have you watched the remake of DuckTales? I haven't. I can't bring myself yeah. to watch it yet. I know, same. Like when, like we were talking about last week with um when they changed up the animation stuff, the latest thing of um of Hundred Mile Dimensions, shockingly enough. Um and it just doesn't really work. It's all a bit weird. They've done the same. I don't it, oh, doesn't, really? it doesn't sit well with me. Look, I didn't really like the animation to be perfectly honest, but not yeah. yeah. So um the so going back to the Indiana Jones thing, now um did you know Tom Selleck was the original um, person that they approached to play Indiana Jones. I had no idea, but I loved Tom Selleck as well. Three Men the Baby, Three Men the Baby, no Magnum PI. But this is obviously he went. Out, he said no because of Magnum PI. So Chip and Dale's outfits are based on Indiana Jones and Thomas Magnum. So, oh my god, yeah, obviously it, it is like a homage to him because it's sort of talking That's about too cute. Like, so amazing. So it wasn't anything particularly just because it's Indiana Jones. It has a relation to Tom Selleck, which I bloody That's love. well cute. Well cute. So, so good. Um, 
the one thing I will say, I haven't done Easter eggs for the, any of these cartoons because actually yeah. <laughs> I think I would. There's too much. There's too much. Um, yeah. But I've done some trivia. Um, yeah, cool. So um, the so early seasons of the show have the original intro with a synthesized theme song. Later seasons have the intro with different clips and a calypso version of the theme song. So really, yeah. yeah if you listed, there is a slight difference in the theme tone. Bit weird. Oh, I'm down. Um, remix. Chippendales. Uh, sorry about Chippendales outfits. Um, the theme song is a slight major inspiration for the theme song of Nickelodeon and Paramount's 2013 show Paw Patrol, um, which oh, features the lyric. I don't, don't literally, um, which no, features no. the lyric: "No jobs too big, no pups too small." So, literally, rip off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that Mark Mueller, the songwriter who produced much of the music in Tippetail Rescue Rangers, also wrote the 1998 teen pop song Crush by Jennifer Page. Oh my God, really? Yes. As I said, everyone, this was the first television series for Chip and Dale to have as their own. Um, I mean, I bloody love the film. Uh, we watched it again yesterday. Mm. And... It's just, obviously, it's so meta. It's just so, like, it sits in a very similar kind of world to, like, Roger Rabbit and sort of where it sort of tunes live. Absolutely. I like that it kind of mocks itself. It's fucking brilliant. It mocks loads of kind of pop culture as well, like um, Ugly Sonic. Yes. That I love how much screen time Ugly Sonic gets. That makes me so happy. So good, so and so good. bootleg Winnie the Pooh and shit like that. It's fucking hilarious. Yes. Well, what was he called? Might I really laughed. I can't remember. I have to get to get a picture of that bit and put it up. But yeah, um, and yeah, all the bootleg. What was it? Wasn't the little mermaid called something called like Fish Lady? Yeah, <laughs> like boy that flies around London. Good pal. <laughs> So good. It was so good. I'll make it that twist was so good. It was like this proper sort of mafia fat (laughs) like appearing. So funny. So so funny. Um but yeah, like and I loved because you didn't see Fat Cat all the way through. And then I loved at the end that the the animation thing that they turned him into was like almost like a bit of a CGI fat cat. And was just like, ah, there he is. Like, just like the best villain from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So did they have a did they have a definitive definitive ending to the series? Or did it just stop? Was it cancelled? I think mean, it just stopped. There, there wasn't like a definitive ending. There never See, is. I hate that. I love to get an ending. I love it when they know when they've got that bit of like, do you know what? This is your final season, make yeah. the most of it, go to town, have an ending. I think that's the thing with Disney and like the we took the Disney afternoon cartoons were the first of many, and yeah. I'm the generation that grew up with them. And you know, with this, it, it spawned like the spin-offs from the films. So we got Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of all of those cartoons um, started appearing from the film. Did they do um, Bell's in Magical World? Well, no, no, the, I don't know if Beauty no, because it would have would it stop? No, would that be out by then? No, but that wasn't a series. That was a uh, um, an actual film. No, they did a series about 
Did they? Yeah, so they did her Enchanted Christmas and then they did her Magical World. Oh. Being the Beauty and the Beast fan. Maybe we'll revisit Beauty and the Beast next season and go into more detail. Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, And then, yeah. And then, obviously, we also had Hercules and the series, which was amazing. Um, which you can't find anyway. You can only find it on bits and pieces on YouTube and probably on Daily Motion. See again, I wonder if they'll bring that back. Hopefully, if we they've getting... got so much stuff that when you think about it, that isn't there. Well, we're supposed to get a live action remake of Hercules, aren't we? At some point. Yeah, I know. I'm over the thought of that. Although, unless he's fit, nah, whatever. Yeah, but um, so yeah, and then obviously, eventually, I mean, it went on for a de- over a decade, and then we got the Lilo and Stitch series and all of that kind of thing, and it's. But they wouldn't have existed without these original ones. But I just love the fact that they were original. They weren't mm. knockoffs from the films. And yeah. it was it was just so, so um, sort of keeping in with the time. Because then, but using characters that we all love and know. And yeah. um, the other big one that lots of people forget and... I absolutely adored, and I'm so happy they've originally they've recently put it back on Disney Plus. Is tells. Yeah. <gasps> so, you messaged me and you said you need to watch the fir- the first episode, but it's in four parts, so you probably won't have time. Yeah. I made time. Did you? Because oh, Tailspin is another one that I didn't watch first time around. Okay, so I'd never seen it before, and oh my god, it's so kind of for its time. It's really woke. Yeah, like isn't it? It's it doesn't even really sit as well in sort of any kind of time frame because there yeah. are elements of it that are present, elements of it that nineteen yeah. forties, elements that yeah. are futuristic. Like I just love it. Just mm-hmm. it just sits and exists, and I love it. And it, it's um, I like that it's got a single parent and she's acing life. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me really, really happy. It was like there were so many different um, parts to different characters that I was like, wow, that's actually so important in the early 90s. You know, like the change Mm. of the family dynamic are being shown in these, you know, adoptive daughter in Darkwing Duck and all of these things that you wouldn't have seen. And I think um, the thing that I find with animation now and cartoons for kids now is that having some, I don't spend my life watching current cartoons, but having younger family members and also the fact that, you know, when it comes to golden time on a Friday, if I don't want them to get the scrap paper out, I'm just like, right, let's put Disney plus on, let's put Netflix on, let's watch the current and then just put cartoons on that they're currently watching. You watch it and they're so, they're so ingrained in education. So ingrained in what, what was the best to explain? They, they, they're not kooky. They're not like yeah. imaginative. They're not. They're not what we had as cartoons. Yeah, that it was okay to switch off for twenty minutes to sit and watch yeah. this cartoon, and it just be a bit ridiculous. It was complete escapism. I loved it. It was bonkers. They were talking about um, sky pirates. There was. Yeah. All sorts of shit going on. You've got King Louis running a bar and all of a sudden he's like looking at um at gems and stuff and saying no it's not worth shit and it was just it was really, really nuts. The entire yeah, the yeah. entire four episodes actually. Um so and yeah, you don't. It doesn't happen. So it's either educational or ADHD now. Yeah, literally. I just, I just yeah, I don't know. Um but anyway, Tailspin is an American animated television series based in the fictional city of Cape Zuzet, 
Um, it first aired in 1990 as part of the Disney afternoon, starring characters from Disney's 1967 animated feature film, The Jungle Book. Um, the name of the show is a play on Tailspin, so like the rapid, commonly fatal descent um, of an aircraft in a steep um, spiral. Um <laughs> But also, it's sort of play on the fact that it's um, a tail spin. A way of describing the story is like putting a spin on a new tail, on a different tail, which I love. Smooth. It um, absolutely is. Love that. And also, like, the big connection for me was um, that I, I was, I come from a big scouting family um, and with cubs, the, the pet, the leaders are always named after the Jungle Book characters. So, the Jungle Book characters were always such a big part of my childhood. So, what do you mean? This is all new to me. I've never done that shit. Did you not know that? Like my parents? Oh no! My mum is a beat. My mum. We played cello from the age of six. Yeah. My my mum is a beaver leader still, and my dad is a scout and cub leader still. So that was this literally my childhood. Um, this is a I whole did, other side of you. I don't know. I was in the scout movement. Do you have a woggle? I do. I also did. I have you got I, your badges still. I still got all my badges. I got them all. This is so cool. I got them <laughs> sewn on a campfire blanket, which my parents take to campfires. This campfire blanket is like thirty years old. They take it to like campfires and sit in. Like, How many badges do you get? I was a proper geek. Yeah, go on. How many did you do? Do you know? Do you so, remember? I don't know the number, but literally my sleeve when I was in Cubs and in Scouts was full. It was like, oh my God, I can imagine your proud now. little smug face. I was like, I've got, that one. I've got the artist badge. <laughs> I've got that help the age badge. And I've got like, literally, it'd be like every week, Tom's got another badge. Here we go. Well done. <laughs> Fucking hated by everyone. But literally, it was because I just I couldn't I, I could never escape it. It was like part of our family yeah. makeup. But basically, um, yeah. So um, the whole premise of the cub leaders is they're named after Jungle Book characters. So it was always the Jungle Book story and the Jungle Book film was always quite a big part of my childhood. And mm. from that, um, that I took a big connection to Tailspin, and I was just like, I bloody love this. It was yeah. so exciting. It was about planes you know like having proper dog fights in the sky and like yeah. races and it kept like incorporating like really amazing characters like blue and um king louis like king louis king louis owns a bar <laughs> in yeah the do you know do you know who i loved actually shir khan what they've done yeah. with shir khan fucking genius so good so mob boss um, they, obviously, they got rid of any human characters in this, so they had to get rid of Mowgli, and they yeah. replaced Mowgli with the character of Kit, um, yeah. and who's often called Little Britches, um, very much like Mowgli, which is really cute. I know, I, I loved that, actually. I loved their dynamic. It was yeah. real cute. Um, the... Um, the one... So the, the other characters sort of within this... Um, so you've got his his mom, Shere Khan, um, and I can't remember. It's Don. Ah, I've not written it down. Don, what's his name? Don, this new um, like do- dog character. It's best way of explaining him. Um, where's my tailspin episode? There it is. Um, the Don. Where is it? Come on, Thomas. Ah! 
Uh, yeah, prep, no, prep, 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 prep. there was literally so much to prep for this bloody episode. I'm telling you mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm not even probably halfway through all the information I've got. Um, oh my god, it's gonna be a bumper fucking episode. It's gonna be a bumper episode. I'm not gonna go through all of it because there's just no point. But um, literally, there is so much with these. Um, Don, Don, Don. I bet that's not even gonna give me it. No, it's not going to give me it. That's annoying. Um, anyway. Don something, and um, he's like the one of the protagonists. Um, Don Carnage. Don Carnage. That's it. You're welcome. Thanks, 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 thanks. Um, yeah. So Don Carnage. Um, he basically is like one of the other protagonists they brought in. Um, yeah. Just it was obviously a big, big, big part of these original original four episodes. But I yeah. bloody loved this. Like that. Those first four, four, four episodes is such a good introduction to what this cartoon is going to be it's so good all the pieces everything it's just amazing it had me gripped as a child um it just played to everything that i loved as like history um and all of the um the characters that i loved from disney Mm. so yeah i just yeah i'm glad you enjoyed it i'm glad i loved it i thought it was brilliant so the other episode, because you watched the other episode I asked you to watch, it was just one that I I can't couldn't remember until I started going through them. No, I watched those four and that was my time done. So literally... Funny that. Funny that. Um, if anyone... So just to give everyone else, sort of like, I literally went on went bonkers, like, watch this episode, this episode, this episode, this episode. But not just that. You'd be like, watch this episode. And then I'd start watching it. And then I'd get another fucking message going through. Actually, scratch that. I found another one. Watch this one instead. So I've started about 25 fucking episodes. So some things are a little bit hazy in my mind because I'm like, what the fuck happened in that episode? It seems to go on lots of tangents. That's because it was about 15 episodes. Yeah. Anyway, I did knuckle down and watch certain ones. So, the so episode... that, was, that, was my, that was my tailspin. Episode 44 was fucking amazing and has, like, one of the best characters, Kitten Kaboom. Just literally the sexiest, like, dog thing you could ever imagine. Wait, I'm Googling. So, so funny. Um, What was it? Episode 44 was the Waders of the Wasp Treasure so so funny but anyway um yeah if you get time watch that but the thing that i found in my research tailspin has two banned episodes in i want to find them so two oh my god i've just i've just found kids in kaboom (laughs) what the fuck was she a stripper what was she what did she she do she was a she was a famous actress and like uh-huh, in really, really specific kind of films. Yeah. And um Baloo like spends most of the episode just lusting after her. Yes. Anyway. I think even I am slightly. <laughs> so um two episodes of Testament have been withdrawn and the first one Go is Last Horizon, um, was mm-hmm. temporarily banned and taken off the air. Um, so the investigation of the event has since revealed that the ep- the re- reason for its temporary removal was the alleged stereotyping of Asians. The villain in the episode is an anthropomorphic panda emperor named Wan. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, voiced by uh, actor Robert Ito, um, living in a mock pre World War II Asian nation called Panda Lee, Panda La, 
um, wow, okay. Balu into his country to exploit his um, naivety and attacks Cape Suzette. And there is a re- reference how, how their lust for conquest is now shared by all their species with good pandas, especially disliking, dislike us. Good pandas especially dislike us. So it's literally like they're playing into what was really awful about yeah. um, sort of China and Japan during the Second World War. Yeah. Hence why it was get banned. Yeah, that's fair. Not so cool. Basically, the fictitious nation may have taken it, uh, it was a take on Japan, which attacked the US naval base Pearl Harbor in 1941. So it had very mm. lots and lots and lots of reminiscent aspects of that. And the second mm. episode was The Flying Dupes, um, was aired for the first time on August 8th, 1992, and immediately pulled from the lineup, not to be seen again for over a decade. It aired once on Toon Disney, possibly by mistake, and has never been rebroadcast since. Considered by Disney to be a banned episode, the apparent reason for this episode's permanent removal from the airways is the terrorist theme associated with it. Despite this ban, the episode has was aired repeatedly by independent stations, including Seattle-based. Um, mm. The two banned episodes, so basically that episode in particular, um, mm. a lot of um, things that um, made people think of 9-11, basically. So... Re- I mean, okay, two things on this. One can't find the uh the first band episode online have found that one online so that one is available on youtube oh. in very dodgy format so if people do want to check it out and have a look if you're curious it's there um how do you accidentally show something I know. like that that's been banned that's the thing that's what, <laughs> that's what i struggle with it's like you 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 banned an episode how did someone accidentally suddenly get that out of the vaults and go what's that doing in there let's pop it on yeah yeah bizarre so also, Tailspin was also one of the most expensive of the Disney afternoon because um, they, for the flying sequences of the Sea Duck, they had to um, animate it using CGI. Um, oh, cool! So basically, it was one of the early CGIs in a TV series. Um, yeah, but so like, the hand-drawn animated sequences using the Sea Duck were often heavily um, covered. I had lots and lots of errors, basically. Um, so they had to go revert to CGI. Um, the only time, so Tailspin was um, cancelled, finished, and was replaced with the Aladdin cartoon. So, oh, okay, well, that's, that works. Yeah, yeah. So Tailspin was eventually, it was one of the last originals, um, and then lots of the film spin-offs started appearing after Tailspin. The um, Jim Cummings was also in this but he voiced over 14 40 different voices male voices in this cartoon so it was the one used for the most jimmy um and he was um the voice of mainly of don don carnage and louis king louis Mm -hmm. um the um there was a total of five directors of tailspin um and it was the only tailspin was the oh with was Disney's only TV series to hire an Eastern European writer. So this felt obviously coming out as um, Eastern European Europe was coming out of the Iron Curtain mm. uh, and Disney were quite good and influential in hiring um, an Eastern European writer in order to um, develop the series. So it oh, was... Oh, I like that. It was Little really changes. Good. Right back then. Um, so um, there have 
been talks of some remakes. Obviously, we've had DuckTales. Tailspin yeah. hasn't had any talk yet, but Darkwing Duck has, um, yeah. surprisingly. Um, they are they're currently talking about bringing that back. Um, I would love them to bring back Tailspin because I think it does deserve um, a modern remake. Um, the Jungle Book characters, as we've proven with Jungle Cubs, have so much sort of going for them and they have, there's so much that you can use them for. Yeah. Um, so I just loved that it was such an original series. Now, the other ones, obviously, that I asked you to go through, Goof Troop, um, I wasn't going to spend a long time talking about Goof Troop because um, we've talked about Goof Troop a lot in the past on this mm-hmm. with um, the Goofy movie. Um, but the main premise of Goofy Troop is basically um, Goofy has a son called Max, um, yeah. who in Goofy Troop is actually around 13, 14, so he's like in junior high, not in high school. Um, his um, best friend and his best friend's dad, which is called, which is Pete. And so you see this like relationship between Pete and Goofy, which you've seen within um, another sort of Disney universe, the dog universe. Because um, obviously you've got the duck universe in Darkwing Duck, Quack Pack, and Ducktales, um, yeah. and you've got this dog universe that's been built up over the years. Um, yeah. And um, you sort of it's it's like a, a it's like a father son um, kind of a relationship and, and development of um, the character of Max, which then obviously later became the two films. Um, mm. But obviously with the films, they took them much, much longer into the future, um, which was, we got Goof uh, when he was like at high school, towards the end of his high school. Yeah. When did the last um, Goofy movie come out? Oh, it was like 2000, 2002, something like that. So the extreme... Yeah, so it was a chunk, a chunk of time. Yeah, yeah. So um, the big thing that I asked you to start watching, I don't know mm-hmm. when you got to it, did you start watching Gargoyles? Yes, I did. So this is what I've been really fucking waiting for you to get to, because I'm like, <gasps> oh my god, I've never watched Gargoyles, so this is where I get animated, because um, I fucking loved it. Oh my, so I will now carry on watching this. I watched the first two parts, and I watched them today. Yeah. Because I wanted it to be fresh in my mind, and I just thought, yeah, just... So, here's picture the scene, if you will. Um, Liam's at work. I'm doing housework. And I was like, right, I'm going to put Gargoyles on. Um, and it can just be kind of like playing in the background, you know, that kind of thing. Um, not a lot of housework got done. No. I got so involved in it. I loved it. You've got some of the worst Scottish accents you'll ever hear ever. Yes. Um, so that was funny. terrific. I lapped it up. Um, it was really emotional. Yeah. I went on a journey. Um, I'm in a weird kind of like, who do, who do you trust situation? Getting to the end of episode two, like... Oh it's my god! So good. It's epic, and with this one, I actually the second I finished watching it, so I actually started playing um, episode three, and I was like, "Wait, wait," because we need to record, and I'm actually going to go back to that um, on my next day off and carry on watching it. Um, with that one, so there were three seasons. Yeah. Did that have an ending, or does that just end? <sighs> Not really. I mean, I've, oh, I've never, I I imagine I got to it. I haven't got to the end of it yet as an adult because right, I okay. it's something that I dip into here and there. Um, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm was, gonna, I'm gonna claim. We need to show. go. We need to go through it. Like, um, it was only moderately successful, which is really annoying. How? I know because this this cartoon was like it was Disney's answer to all of those really dark cartoons that we had right. in the early to mid nineties, like Batman, like X Men, like all. Of- but also, 
this was really similar to the shit that I used to watch when I was a kid, which is why I got so animated watching it. I used to watch cartoons like Dungeons and Dragons back in the day, um, which was, I mean, God, that's going to be, when was Dungeons and Dragons? That's like early, early 80s. I think it was about 84, maybe. Um, So way before this came out. And it was really, really similar um, feel to it. Totally. So I think if that was if that was launched, if Gargoyles was launched when I was that age, when when it, you know in the early eighties, I think it would have fucking flown. See, I bloody loved it as a kid, mm. and I, it was something that I forgot about until Disney Plus came back came out. Really? Oh my god! It like popped up and was like, I remember this, and I spent like a whole day. Just Did they do that? Yeah, they did merch. They did. Um, oh, so I was nice. literally just. I was just going past that. So they bought out action figure figures. So a series of twenty-two five-inch action figures. I remember owning them. Um, <gasps> there, they brought out a card game. There was a video game. Um, Shut up for what? Was what a, was it on? Um, there, ha- it was on the Sega Genesis. Yes, that's Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah. So that was, the, that was the North American name for the Mega Drive. Right, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I have a Mega Drive. I'm going to find that fucking game. Find it, find it, find it, find it. Um, and there, there was lots of other. There was clothing items, um, books, art supply. Like literally, I remember I had a, a plastic plate with gargoyles on it. That's how it was. <laughs> I loved. I it. love that. I am now so into this. I'm going to be looking. You know how I like to find my old my old Disney stuff. I'm going to yeah, find yeah. some gargoyle shit because I loved it. It was so good. So the um, as as a cartoon, as I said, it didn't actually do very well um, mm. when it first came out. But it's and actually, and it's very odd that we included it in this episode. It isn't actually a Disney Afternoon cartoon. But without Disney Afternoon, we would not have had gargoyles. Okay. So yeah, I, um, I think it was because it was quite niche. Um, mm. It, it wasn't sort of something that could be accessed by um, different demographics. It was very much sort of boys who liked action figures and that's what it was aiming for. We're talking in the 90s where cartoons were very much, this is a girl cartoon, this is a boy cartoon. And I fucking hate that. I know. But that's what they were aiming for. Um, yeah. So um, the... <laughs> One big thing, which I think you will bloody love. So a number of the actors had once starred in the Star Trek franchise. So um, there you had um, Nichelle Nichols. Um, Stop it, that's a hurrah. Oh yeah, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Michael Dorn, Jonathan Frakes, LeVar. <gasps> Brent Spinner, um, Clyde Kuzatsu. I really hope I'm getting these right. Marina Sirtis, Colm Meany, Tony Matt Frewer had starred in Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, Avery Brooks, Dietrich Bader, Silly Richardson, ha- Sally Richardson, Sally Richardson had starred in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, Kate Mulgrew, John Reese davis Frank Welker. The of course. It's Frank Welker. His name appears throughout all of these cartoons as random like he was when we talk about DuckTales the cave duck he was the voice of cave duck um he they, he they were in star trek voyager yeah uh, james Lavery had starred in star trek enterprise 
Um, yeah. W. Morgan, Shepard, David Warner, Garrett Graham, Michael Bell had different roles throughout the franchise. So they used lots of Star Trek actors. That's so really fucking weird. weird. I love it. It's like someone who was doing it, like a showrunner must have been a fan of Star Trek and was like, so I've got this list of actors that I think are just really perfect for the role. They just happen to have all been in Star Trek. So originally, they the premise of this cartoon was going to be like um, a tie-in to Hunchback of Notre Dame because of the gargoyles yeah. in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Obviously, it developed in a very, very, very oh, different way. These are so different to those gargoyles. So, so different. Um, so um, I loved that it was like, it has like so much... Um, connection into sort of British folklore um, yeah. but also it pulls upon um, sort of like the the people that loved like Black Cauldron and the, the cast oh. like that of the 80s me, um, me. but also pulls on those people that are obsessed like me about the X-Men cartoon it has yeah. like it has all these similar undertones um, so um, the as I said we've gone through the cast the um there were 78 half hour episodes um and the first the the episode literally the first is it the first five or six episodes is is literally the same story arc and sort of oh my god i need to yeah like literally the end of episode two it's like to be continued and i'm yeah. like I need to know so basically, the, the, you, the first episode, you're introduced to them like a thousand years ago, 994 AD. So like that yeah. was, now it'd be like 1022. But anyway, but what, like a hundred years, like a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem that I have as a historian, it's like, oh my God, you've got this so wrong. Because 994 AD... They wouldn't have had stone castles like this in Scotland. They would have been like eh. Morgan Bailey. I'm sorry, I'm such a geek. Um, like wood castles. Always the teacher, like a, my love. Always, always the teacher. teacher. And in and you are definitely pulling from different parts of medieval history. And we were st- we're still here in sort of Viking Anglo-Saxon. This... With those accents, they were pulling from many different areas as well. Trust me. There's be a, not none of them from Scotland. None. Not None a single one. Scotland. Not a single Scottish actor was there. But you're so right. There were so many elements of this. So you're like, I don't trust this person. Yeah. I don't. The music's telling me I don't trust this person. Yeah. I but don't I, know whether they're good or bad. And like the way they're talking, it's like, are you really going to support them? Are you really going to do this? Also, I just need to pinpoint one moment where I was like, oh my god, in in was um, okay. So the way the gargoyles work is that they are they do get turned to stone. Yeah. So they come night. they come out come out at daytime, sorry. Yeah, they come out at night and they're they're kind of living beings. And then if they get caught in the sun, they turn into stone. Um and that's of course when they're at their most vulnerable. Yeah. Okay. And Goliath, who is the uh the main gargoyle dude, um, oh my god, he just builds up this relationship with his wife. Oh my I god. Know. And it's like they 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 love each other. Like it really shows the gargoyles to be these gorgeous things. Like, um, there's a couple of gargoyles and they're talking to some kid and the kid's like talking about names and they're like, we don't have names. And he's like, what do you call each other? And they're like, friend. And I was like, oh my God, I love this. Anyway, it builds up this kind of like this beautiful relationship that you see between between Goliath and his wife, whose name escapes me now. 
Um, and basically she's out there doing her shit and doesn't kind of manage to make it back in time as the sun comes up and she gets turned to stone and the bad guys come in and basically smash her up, up I know. into tiny pieces, at which point you then see this horrifically tragic scene of Goliath holding the remnants of his wife in his hands. And that's what sets up this whole thing. It is just so harrowing. I know. I it just it, like, <laughs> but it was, what I love about this is Disney were just not afraid to go down the complex character route for yeah. you know, the age seven to 12 year olds. Like the, the storyline of this yeah. is so complex. And the characters are so complex. I don't see cartoons doing this now. Do you not find that cartoons now are really fucking condescending? Yeah. Like, I fucking hate them. I could not, like, no, I'm not down with that shit now. And I think this is the thing. I wasn't, you know, some of the stuff that I was watching, really prepping for this episode, I was watching, and it was just pure nostalgia. And so it was just taking me back. Like I say, like, with DuckTales, it's like, actually, fucking how I'm looking at that now, that's really irritating how they speak and how they are. Um, But it's nostalgic, so I'm in. Whereas with this, I'm coming into it as a 45-year-old and was like, oh, my God, in. This is great. And it was aimed at kids of that age. And at that age, I would have been into it as well. Like, they didn't condescend. And I love that about it. So different now. So, yes, I'm going to go back. I'm going to carry on watching Gargoyles now because... Yeah. Just oh, it's going to be my new Clone Wars, although I still have to finish Rebels, but we'll discuss that later. Oh, God. But, um, oh, yes. So, I mean, I'm at the end of my information. Um, we had... Thank Geek you. Game. Obviously, we it produced and we talked about it. There's Timon and Pumbaa, there's Aladdin, which I bloody love. But yeah, the, what would, I loved about Disney Afternoon was that they were all original. They weren't yeah. related to anything that Disney had other than just a couple of the characters. And just, yeah, I loved it. It's just my my childhood. I think what we'll do is maybe um, I'll stick a little post up uh, when this comes out with just the list of the episodes, some of them maybe, that you've recommended. <laughs> Not all 7,012. Yes. Um, so uh, Rebels, actually, where are, where yeah, are right. you in Rebels now? Rebels, um, we're not much further on. Actually, do you know what? I can just look because my iPad here because I've been making notes ready for the uh, the socials um, to go up. But no, we're not massively further on yet. I think we maybe the last episode of season one. Okay. Maybe. Um, where are we up to? Let me have a look. God, it's all it's all um, it's all Disney afternoon shit. On my continue watching DuckTales, Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers, and or. Um, yes, we are on. In fact, we might have... No, we've just watched it. So we're, we're on to season two now. Are you? I yes. just love it. So shit's got it. real. I've watched it from beginning to end so many times, but I want to watch it again. I will Do watch it. it. So Ahsoka, obviously. When's Ahsoka coming out? Is it later next year? Yeah, I mean, we're too late for anything this year now, yeah. aren't we? That's kind of been a I think it's late, late next year or the beginning of 2024. I feel yeah. like we've got like a year. Mm-hmm until a soap comes out um oh some shit that is coming out soon though looking at the coming soon because i was doing this earlier when i was doing my watching um didn't realize this was happening there's a cartoon version of night at the museum cartoon series i did see that yes that's coming out um obviously we've got secret invasion coming out marvel fucking can't wait for that one stunning um but the one that i'm quite interested to see how they've done it is um the percy jackson and the olympian season okay did you watch the movies I've watched one of them when I was at camp, but didn't really watch it because I was looking after children. So, Okay, um, right. 
basically came out around the same time as Harry Potter, so just got completely ignored. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really like the premise. Okay, it is the same kind of thing as Harry Potter. It's about a kid, but he finds out that he's related to these. Um, these I think, yeah, it relates to who's he related to? He's related to um... some dude. Can't remember. It was years ago. Yeah. But this triggered, and I thought, yeah, I'm so down with that. Um, so I'm curious to see what they do with it because they have done Disney have done some really fucking good live action seasons at the moment. Yeah. So that's what I'm down with. Um. Oh my god! Also, have you seen yeah. the announcement of the Acolyte? Yes. Oh, no, I tagged you in it, babe. I'm so excited. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. So no, excited. I think you were about um, one of about four people that tagged me, to be fair. So I literally, I bloody am so excited that we're going to see some yeah. High Republic stuff. Like, Oh, absolutely. Plus, it's got Daphne Keane in it. And actually, I've grown to like her after watching two seasons worth of His Dark Materials. Oh, okay. I don't, Have you watched it or no? No. So Martin, oh, it's ago, interesting. Watch it. Martin two years ago brought me the full set of books. I've not read them yeah. yet. I need to eh. read them. Watch the telly program, my darling. Um, Dan and I, my lovely Dan and I have been watching it. Um, so I can't wait for this one to come out. So there's been a bit of a gap in between um, the last two seasons, obviously, because COVID fucked the world. Yep. Um, so it would be a good time for you to kind of catch up and watch the whole thing. There's not masses of episodes in it, um, but it's a really good storyline. Uh, they made a film of it, The Golden Comfort. So I don't really would have seen that. Uh, and Nicole Kidman uh, in it. Oh yeah, well yeah, really? yeah I, I saw it years ago. Absolutely. Nicole Kidman and so much Botox in that one. Yes. She was going through her face. She was basically a mask. Um, but yeah, it's good. Have a watch. But yeah, she's in the acolyte. So I'm like, yeah, cool, I'm down. Amazing. She's gradually learned to act as life's gone on. That helps. It does help. It does. Um, so yeah, I'm there's some exciting stuff coming out this over the next year. And obviously Mandalorian's been announced for March, which is I know incredible. I can't wait. I but cannot wait. Now you're sort of involved in the Rebels. Do you now understand how excited I was about um, when Ahsoka says, where's Thrawn? In... Yeah, I'm, I'm. honestly, I now need to make sure that I've watched every single episode of Rebels ready for Ahsoka because basically like, it's a sequel and I'm so in love with all these characters. I literally, when that she said those, wor- those words, I lost my shit. And you will, when you get to the end of season four of Rebels, you will understand why. Because it's like... Can't fucking wait. I want to see what they do with Sabine because I love her hair. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a hair person, aren't I? So, you know, it's a thing, so, in it? I feel like we've been talking for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we really have. Sorry, guys. Have... But also, oh, you're, welcome. you're welcome. You're welcome. Hour and a half content. We love it. Um, mm-hmm. So, next week... Oh my god, I'm next so excited week. about next week. So excited. Because someone else uh, in my house is very excited right now. Oh my god, right. Okay, so next week, I get to rave on about one of my favourite ever films. So not just one of my favourite Disney films, but one of my favourite, favourite ever fucking films. And it is like it was made for me. And I love it. I love the soundtrack. I love the animation style. I love pretty much every single person that's involved in its creation. I love the previous artwork that it came from, the and the kind of like poem that came from mm. it's the nightmare before christmas Ooh! and we've been joined by the wonderful artist for we will make a disney out of you martin stubbington which is very exciting very exciting. and we need to give him more props than we do because he we does do. all the artwork every single week for us and just so people know we were originally only going to do six episodes this season yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and today, what are we on? 16? 16. I think we're on 16. Yeah. 
So what he thought was going to be this little quick weekend of drawing up a couple of sketches <laughs> has turned into something far bigger. Um, so he has been so amazing and so supportive. So, so thank you to him. So everyone should go and check him out. He's Knight of the Monkey um, on Instagram. All his artwork's up there. It's really fantastic. Website coming um, out soon. I, as well. Very exciting. Very, and I'm sure he will tell us all next He's week. He's got some really cool stuff going on at the moment, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should talk about all that next week, for sure. Definitely. Because it's wicked. Anyway, until then. Till then. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye. Bye. What films are you desperate for us to cover? Do you have any Disney facts you would like to impart with us? If so, email us at disnerdpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at Disney underscore nerd underscore podcast and search for us on Facebook at We'll Make a Disnerd Out of You. And don't forget to hit subscribe and give us your five star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcasts.